Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Probably True. Stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. Over lockdown, I realised that quite a lot of my brain was turning to porridge. I can't tell for sure whether it's always been like that, or if I was just realising because I was spending a lot more time on my own, or if spending months on end with no one to talk to but myself or the TV had made me go a bit more strange than usual. But as one of my best friends said to me one evening, Mr. Kim, we're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. At least I think she was talking to me. I was two-thirds of the way down a bottle of absinthe at the time, and she was busy flying a starship through the Delta Quadrant. Anyway, as a result of my weirdness being so front and centre all of a sudden, and none of the usual distractions like jobs or friends or the slow collapse of late-stage capitalism, I decided it was time to get some professional help. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, so I need you to do me a favour and imagine a therapy montage. I'm lying on a couch, talking to Fraser Crane. Then, Councillor Troy is holding my hand and opening a door in my mind or something. And then I'm meditating and drinking tea with Uncle Iroh, that sort of thing. So after plenty of that sort of thing, the doctor person says, it's clear to me that your anxiety and depression stem from the fact that you're dealing with severe ADHD. And I'd say you're also on the autism spectrum, although probably at the milder end. And I'm like, whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. Anxiety, depression, ADHD and autism. Was there a sale on? So then he talked me through some of the things we talked about and the way I process things and my behavior and my outlook and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but that's normal. Everyone does that sort of thing, don't they? And he looked at me with a really quite concerned face and just said, no, that's normal for you, but that's just because you didn't know there was any other way to be. I'm going to say that again for the people at the back. That was normal for you, but that's just because you didn't know there was any other way to be. I assumed everyone spent huge amounts of energy fighting their own brain, forcing themselves to sit down and be quiet and rehearsing every conversation over and over in their head. Turns out, nope, just me. Oh good, I'm special. Well, not just me. I'm sure plenty of people were jealous that Captain Picard had a nice lady sat next to him whose job was to tell him when someone was taking the piss or not. And I'm sure plenty of 20-year-olds bought books on body language and small talk because they had no idea how any of those things worked. And I wasn't expecting a gold star and a lolly from my therapist, although I would not have said no. But it's a bit odd to have a grown-up look at the inside of your head and go, you've done quite well, considering. It's the equivalent to a mechanic taking one look at your car before asking if you've seriously been driving around in that death trap all this time. One of the things that tipped me off that I might have some squirrels in my tree was when I realised quite how much effort I put into seeming like everyone else. I'm always very conscious of how I'm sitting. Am I making enough eye contact? Does the other person look like they know I'm listening? In fact, often I spend so much time doing that that I don't actually take in what's being said. Which is something of an issue, really. 
I'm spending all my effort looking like I'm listening without actually listening. I might as well be an MP. And the other side of that is true too. I'm always trying to assemble a sentence in my head from beginning to end before I let it out of my mouth, because I'm fairly certain if I don't, then by the time I do get to the end, it won't be the one I thought it was and will be somewhere different. And maybe to you that seems straightforward enough. But because my attention span is fucked, it's like trying to make a bridge across a river using only inflatable pool toys and no way of tying them together. I might start off putting them one next to the other, but then they start to drift, and by the time I'm halfway across the river, I can't see the first one anymore, and I've no idea where the other side of the bank is. Once, I was chatting away like this with my housemate, and I'd forgotten to switch on the talking to normies filter, and I was just jabbering about 15 different things at once, and he said, God, you're annoying when you're like this. And I span round and leaned in and said, Yeah, but you can walk away. Inside my head, it's always like this. And honestly, I've never seen him look so scared. It's not always a bad thing, though. One of the many symptoms of my particular flavour of spicy brain is hyper-awareness, which is exactly what it sounds like. Most people have a sort of filter that keeps a lot of the unimportant stuff from registering in their brain, whereas I don't. I'm constantly very aware of a lot of things happening, whether I like it or not. To be honest, I thought other people just walked around with their eyes closed or something, like my old housemate, who didn't notice that we had a new TV until he'd been watching stuff on it for three days. When I realised I was blessed with this superpower, I tried to treat it like that. Rather than just find every little thing everyone else does annoying right down to breathing, I thought I'd try and use it to my own advantage. Like this one time on a first date, after about an hour or so, I asked this guy how long he'd been divorced. He stuttered a bit and asked how I knew and I thought I'd impress him by launching into a Sherlock routine, pointing out that his grinder profile said single, but the surname on his credit card was double-barreled, and when he talked about having been travelling and going on holiday, it was always we instead of I, and how he'd moved to a new city and was now looking for a new job instead of usually moving for a job, which made me think that he must be starting out on a whole new adventure rather than just going where the work needed him to be. I thought I'd done quite well working all that out, and I was feeling very pleased with myself, until he burst into tears. Apparently, the divorce was very fresh, it was not amicable, and I was the first person he'd been out on a date with in over a decade. And while I am all for sharing your emotional damage, it's more of a third date thing for me. Still, as I paid my half of the bill and he sobbed into his phone ordering an Uber, I did console myself by thinking, I got it right. When I told a mate of mine about being diagnosed with spicy brain, they said, oh, that must be a relief. And my first reaction was, not really, no. A relief would be being diagnosed as a millionaire. My mental health diagnosis is the official equivalent of someone looking inside my head and going, yeah, it's not supposed to do that, but not actually stopping it doing that. But as time has gone on a bit and I've sat with it and kind of thought about it, there's a lot of stuff that I've realised is connected to my superpower. All of the, sit down and shut up, why can't you be like the other kids? sort of stuff from when I was younger and, oh, there's a lot of trauma behind that particular door. Stupid thing is, at the time I wanted to be like the other kids. I wasn't doing any of this on purpose, I just couldn't help myself. And all the other struggles, all the trying to fit in and trying to do my best to be like the other kids, because I didn't want to be different. And I must have got quite good at it, because it's taken 30 odd years to get diagnosed. All the times that I got it wrong or struggled through awkward interactions, no one ever said to me that I wasn't the problem. It wasn't my fault that I wasn't like everyone else. And that's a lot to unravel. It's going to take a while for me to process all of the I'm not like everyone else and that's okay stuff. Another Star Trek reference. In the words of Dr. Crusher, if there's nothing wrong with me, then there must be something wrong with the universe. 
One guy I dated had it worse than me. At least I hope he had ADHD, because otherwise he got up halfway through blowing me and made a cup of tea because he was bored. Another time we were making out and he excused himself to go for a wee, and when he hadn't come back after 20 minutes I went looking for him. He was in the kitchen reading a book. He'd completely forgotten I was there. Hard not to take that one personally, if I'm honest. Although I have seen some people using ADHD as an excuse, and that does not sit right with me. Sorry about that, it's my ADHD. Is it though, Brenda? Or are you just such a dick that you couldn't wait for someone else to stop talking before you made it all about yourself again? This is where things start to get a bit iffy though, because I haven't worked out yet how to tell what's a boring person rule that got beaten into me, and now I can start to unlearn it, and what's someone else being a dick knowing they can shout, ADHD! And everyone will just let it slide because that's a mental illness. It's possible the two are not mutually exclusive, of course. Many people with ADHD are dickheads. Just look at me. Anyway, one of the reasons it took me till I was nearly 40 to get diagnosed was how hard it is to do so when you're an adult. I went to my GP when I was about 28 or 29, I think, and I explained all the stuff that made me think ADHD might be a thing. And she told me to pay more attention and to write things down. Which was great, because, you know, I'd never thought of that. And then, eventually, when I was in more of a position to afford it, I went private and spoke to a specialist. But now I'm seeing all of this, private clinics always give a diagnosis. You've paid for it. They're not going to deny you. And yeah, I did pay for it, because there was literally no other option open to me. When you're in the sea, struggling to stay afloat, and someone offers you help, but for a price, if you can afford it, you take it. That's like saying, oh, you bought a life jacket, did you? No wonder you survived. Are you even sure you were drowning? Plenty of other people learn how to swim just fine their whole lives. And then, for some reason, the focus is on the ones who can afford it, rather than the system that's in place that lets everyone else who can't afford it drown. So then I'm stuck in a kind of loop where I'm wondering if I accidentally made it up. I asked around a bit, and apparently imposter syndrome is a common symptom. If anything, feeling that I might be faking it is a good sign that it's real. And I'm like, oh well, that's helpful. Still. I console myself with the knowledge that the gods gave me a spicy brain because they feared how powerful I would become otherwise. Well, the joke's on them, because now I have my pills, and as soon as I can get the dosage right, I will lay waste to the... Ooh, a penny. That was Probably True, the multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.